My deep appreciation of theater history was instilled in me by Tom Empey, a college mentor to me and hundreds of others. While teaching Greek theater terms, he would grab the fabric of his slacks and say, You see these pants? Euripides Eumenides making light of content that could be considered rather dry and stuffy while still maintaining respect for the art, which is what I want to do with this podcast. For each episode, I invite a guest from the many paths my theater career has taken me down. I give my guests no idea what we'll be talking about, but they know we're going to find an outrageous story about theater history and perhaps get a better understanding about why we're still doing it after all these years. So welcome to Euripides Humanities, and I am your host, Aaron Odom. Good morrow, Eumenidites. This is Aaron Odom from Trident Theater, back with another episode of Euripides Eumenides, a theater history podcast. For this episode, I'm concluding the interviews that I started with the last episode. If you haven't listened to episode 80 yet, it's not essential, but could shed some light on this episode. For episode 80, I sat down with several members of the cast from the 2023 production of Trident's annual showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show and discussed the particular delights and deeper meanings behind putting that show on every year. But... Not everyone from our group could make it that day, so I caught up with the rest of them one-on-one to hear their perspectives. And honestly, look, folks, each year I direct this production, I stand somewhat in awe that an adult-themed sex comedy rock musical could be so affirming to both cast and audience alike, and besides being a really fun night out, can actually turn into an intensely cathartic event every year. Leaves me speechless. But I can't be speechless now. I've got an episode to run. (laughs) So for this episode, you'll be hearing my personal interviews with the following members of our crew. Michael Sandvig, who played our Riff Raff this year and was in the ensemble last year. David Britton, who has been on this podcast many times, but this year David played our Eddie. Asia Stockwell, who was new to us this year and played our Janet. Tally Dino, who was with us last year, but this year got to play our Dr. Scott. And Serena Laird and Jeremiah Young, who were both first-timers to Rocky Horror this year and were party-goers at Frank's Castle. Each of them have some truly lovely stories to tell, as well as some very entertaining memories. But as I say in the intro to each episode, doing this show every year seems to give me more and more perspective about why we as humanity keep doing theater year after year. Hopefully, by the end of this episode, you'll feel the same way. So without further ado, here is the second part of Rocky Horror Picture Show 23. Hey, Mike. Hey. Mikey. 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 Whatever. Yeah. You go by all that. Okay. My older son is also a Michael. And... Yeah. I was thinking of this as you were coming over here today. I was thinking of this. In kindergarten, at age five, he was Mikey. Oh. He was absolutely <laughs> Mikey. And when he was a little guy, you know, from baby to about five, he was Mikey. And then after a year in school and seeing how the world worked, after the summer of kindergarten, he 
the, the, the summer after his kindergarten year, he comes to his mother and I, and he goes, I think for first grade, I need to go by Mike. <laughs> he says it just the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like straight from the mouth of babes, man. I mean, yeah. Reminded me babes. It reminded me about eight or nine. I Somebody said, what are you, what'd you ask for Santa for Christmas this year? And I had to like put a hand on a hand and be like, listen, I, I don't know how to explain this to you, but um, I don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like whatever, man. Like I know it's just a, it's just a product of, uh, of capitalism. It's just get a out consumerist of your construct. Yeah. You consumerist construct. <laughs> but With my- your white beard. Qua, qua, qua. <laughs> Oh, there we go. You're in waiting for Godot right yep. now. I love it. Yep. Yep. Uh, but Michael, you played our Riff Raff this year. I did. Man, and holy smokes, they they ate you up with a spoon, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I talked about it on the last episode. Laura was on the last one with the group, and there was just something about that connection between you two, like. You know, I I just gave you one little direction in auditions. And I'm like, use this song (laughs) to find a victim or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, the music started playing. It was the time warp, you know. Uh, There's the the clock bells and then then the good, hard, heavy guitar hit, you know. And when that thing hit, both of you, like a couple of lions, just your heads locked down. And you're staring at each other over you, <laughs> through your eyelids, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> well, and and it, and it helped because like I've known Laura for years. Yeah, she was saying that too. And yeah. you know, like we we just instantly clicked and vibed, and I'm just like, oh my god, I would love to like do a part with you. And then yeah. I'm like, I'm I just I remember in like rehearsal having this idea like. I wonder if he'd go with like me as Riff and her and Laura as Magenta. And it was, you know, pretty much like peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah. Well, and and the thing is, you both have characteristics that lend into that very, very well. And that's Mm -hmm. not a derogatory statement at all. No, Uh, I mean, Laura was saying, you know, I have hot pink hair down to my butt. And you have this great flowing long blonde hair down to your shoulders. Yes. Um, And so it just it worked yeah it worked i mean people it's like do we need a wig we don't need a wig no uh, no but coming into that i'm gonna bring up maybe something a little sensitive yeah go ahead but from last year to this year you were like i don't please don't consider me for riffraff yeah um it's just because like people love to bring up the fact that like oh man your your hairline's receding what is <laughs> buffalo bill and it's just like and so oh. it's just it's always been a sore subject, but, like, as I've gotten older, you know, like, I've just learned to accept myself mm-hmm. and, you know, just, like, find more things to like about myself and just try to see myself through the eyes of my loved ones, like my mother, my friends, and, you know, like, even you as my, you know, director, and, you mm-hmm. know, like, you saw that vision, and just, like, you know what, like, plenty of people have it. Like, my landlord told me that he was told when he was little that he looked like one of the flying monkeys. <laughs> so... You know, it's just like, and the little bell house yeah, costume didn't yeah. help him out, I'm sure. But And he said, and he said to me, you know, like, I just, I took it as like, you know, that's a really talented actor and it was probably, you know, like a really challenging role. So like, yeah. Well, you mean in the movie? 
yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he that was Richard O'Brien. He wrote the whole thing. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, even like, even funnier for myself, right? <laughs> even, you know, even funnier that it was the same person that did Riff. Right. Now, I got to talk cuz you're one of the few people who came back from last year to this year. Last year you were one of the party goers. Mm-hmm. So you didn't really have a specific name or anything, but we injected you guys as, as many times as we could. And oh my god, Michael, that costume you had. <laughs> I got to say those are the best uh those are the best hose uh, in the entire thing. Your stockings were outstanding. Oh my gosh, it just <laughs> I, I just, I had a vision in my head because normally like out in public, I'm usually like, I mean, unless I do my makeup, I'm pretty demure, pretty reserved, just kind of yeah. like, just trying to like get to where I'm going and just get done. Yeah. I mean, and then right I'm now like, you're wearing like an anime t-shirt. And, yeah. Just, you know, just, just, just blending in, right. you know? And then, you know, like I started um, following this awesome band vision video oh, yeah. and then like I saw like these like amazing looks the lead singer Dusty does and I'm like, you know. I, I gotta try something like that, you know, well, like, I gotta, yeah, you know, I mean, life's too flipping short, man. Right. And, and, and of course, here's this opportunity where it's like, just come and be your most honest self. Yeah. And you've got these like black hot pants and these leggings with the three bands right across your thighs. <laughs> uh, you've got, oh, the, the boots. The boots were, I mean, what, like good platform boots I, with two, I three think or four two inches? or three, four inches. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. And the best part about it was it was act, those were actually a gift left to me by a dear friend of mine who was a mutual friend of me and Laura's who sadly mm-hmm. isn't around anymore. But she um, got me into the goth subculture, like kind of yeah. reignited my life, my love of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because in high school... I worked a job at McDonald's and I'm like, you know, I'm going to, my goal this year is just to come and like freak everybody out. <laughs> just like totally, totally go from like being, you know, like little Mr. Demure quiet to come in wearing like those gigantic platform boots. Um, I had the, the trip pants with the chains. Oh yeah. I had a shirt with a nasty saying on it. It said like, sorry, I hurt your feelings. I was aiming for your face. <laughs> and... I I had just discovered gel liner. So oh. like I did full I mean, you know, Avril Levine had nothing on me. Like <laughs> I it was pretty much like full on just like black. Yeah. And Ooh. no but and I had I think I had like an anime uh bag with like some like snarky pins on it and nobody said anything to me for like a week. <laughs> really? Yeah. They were just like Hello? <laughs> just- and I mean, the mesh undershirt underneath was oh like the gosh. cherry on top. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was It was so much fun to do that. But see, I, I would think like something like that, you know, for every 10 people who are going to be off-put by that, or they're just not going to know how to take it. Yeah. Like that image saying, and would you like a hash brown with that? Yeah. Is- <laughs> oh my God, that just makes me think of that video, like McGoth, where like it's... <laughs> oh god, I'll have to send it to you. Okay. Um, but it's like two goth people, like one's in the car ordering and the other one like works behind the counter and it's uh-huh. like you get like one quarter pounder dry charred to a crisp with like Oy. a black bun and it's like McGoth, I'm hating it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like Bada bada die. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So but like I said, you know, one out of every ten people though might go Oh, thank God. Yeah. Somebody is 
expressing yeah. what they feel their natural self to be. Yeah. And it might not have been your natural self. You're just like, this is what I want to feel like right now. And this is what feels comfortable. And I have to go to work. And this is what I'm going to wear to work. Yeah. And, and there should not be anything wrong with that. Oh, absolutely. So I think, you know, we talked about that uh, with the group about how Rocky Horror Picture Show as goofy and as camp and as silly as it is, is not necessarily a permission slip, but it's an environment without judgment. Yeah, exactly. And and that not just for the audience, but for the actors as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's just like, it's, it's so nice, especially like, I mean, yeah, Sheridan's definitely came a long ways in like the time mm-hmm. that I've lived here. I mean, I never thought I'd live to see the day we have a flippin' parade. I know, right? And that's, you know, so wonderful. But it's just, it's it's nice to have a community where, you know, you can come in, you know, dress like, I mean, my, for example, my best friend Sammy was mm-hmm. dressed as a dragon. Yeah. And, you know, and that's such a, and it's just, it's just... <laughs> It's just like people just let your freak flag fly. Absolutely. And especially like, you know, the trans people around here that maybe don't get the chance to really dress that way in their everyday lives because they don't have family that accepts them. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm going to go to this. Yeah. And they don't need to know about it because it's probably not their cup of tea anyway. Right. And I'm going to come like dressed as my authentic self. Yeah. And just like see like, is this what, you know, I'm really feeling or like, am I just, you know gender queer you know like on the somewhere just floating on the spectrum you know yeah not really attached to anything mm-hmm. a couple of years ago we had a cast member who had grown up to about 13 14 and then had the stark realization i've been lesbian my entire life mm-hmm. and then you know you can go back and listen to the episode bailey does a great job talking about it and then but went through that and then um came to a realization where they're like I'm not sure what I am right now. Yeah. And and it was a great exploration of, hey, at least I know that. Yeah. You know, I I'm I, I don't feel like I'm lost in the wilderness. I just know what I might not be. And that's yeah. okay too. Yeah. And you know, like and the thing that helped me growing up was like I just didn't attach to anything. Like <laughs> I'm just I'm just Mikey. I mm-hmm. happen to like men and sometimes I happen to wear uh, high heels that, you know, <laughs> like, and I mean, you know, and the best part is like my mom's all on board. Like she has yeah. been front row every show. I mean, she even went oh, with me man. to Billings to get those thigh highs. Right, right. Now I, I want to talk about one more thing that is just adorable. Community theater is a thing where it's like, it brings in a lot of different people, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, I didn't know you done plays. And then <laughs> they come in. Mike, you're, you're a CNA for like a home care and hospice group, right? Yeah. You had a client show Yes, up I did. Year. Yes, I did. And, you know, it was just so sweet because her and her son, you know, her son, uh, he mostly was in the part of the, like, queer community in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was like getting to see this. He's like, what? Oh. I didn't know, like, I did right. any of this because he's, you know, spends so much time taking care of his mom mm-hmm. that he doesn't really do a whole lot. Right. Um, so it was like he saw this and he's like, oh, my God, well, I'm totally going to come and my mom's going to come. And we're going to come see you, and it's great. And, in fact, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up, because the first show I did, they actually brought a new CNA that had just got hired on, mm-hmm. and another CNA. And she had never met me before, and that was her interaction. Her introduction <laughs> to me was in a <laughs> ACDC shirt. Cut off. With, yeah, cut off with, like, 
my hairy beer gut just flopped <laughs> out there. And then in these like purple, I think they were like leopard prints, uh, glitter sequin heels. Yeah. And it's just like, hi, I'll be working with you. <laughs> Can't wait to be taking your vitals tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So Mike, uh, to finish up here, uh, what were your takeaways this year? My takeaways are it doesn't really matter what everybody else sees. It matters what I see. Ah, I love it. And then, you know, like taking that love and channeling it into something you love to do. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to find your tribe. I know it seems oh, yeah. sometimes kind of hopeless, especially like in conservative towns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe for like the kids that are in conservative families listening to this, you know, like mm-hmm. just do what you can. Do what you can. Yeah, do what you You'll can. find your people. Exactly. And, yeah. you know. Your 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 tribe will find you. Yep. Just like my tribe found me, you know, oh. in this. Oh, I love it. So I'm sitting here talking with Serena Laird, who joined us this year. Kind of kind of got coerced into it, from what I understand. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're you're pretty good friends with uh, Bree, who played our Frank this year, and and she was she was pretty um, convincing. It sounds like. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Sarita, uh, in my understanding, you haven't really done any stage performance like this. Not not like a theatrical production or anything, right? No, I haven't. It was my first time, like moving around and interacting with people and whatnot. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction to the theatrical arts. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a fun time. I mean, I do remember that last week when you were getting in costume. And your costume was great. You had that great, like, brocade corset and, and like, your white briefs. And, and I think it was white fishnets, too, right? Yep. Yes. Oh, man. It was, it was fantastic. And everybody was like, everybody looked great. And I think your hair was pink at that time, right? It was a uh, faded red. It looked kind of like a rose gold kind of color. Mm, yeah. And it all worked so well. It all worked so well. But that's your first experience on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for being so brave. And speaking of that, you didn't actually come to the auditions with us. We had uh, people audition and they said, well, can we try to get more people to come and be Frank's party goers? I said, yes, absolutely. So Serena shows up on our first day of rehearsals which always ends up being the, we're going to talk about ourselves, we're going to talk about how we're feeling, and then get up and start getting comfortable putting our hands on each other. Yep. Now, when I said, let's get up and do that, what what were some things that came to mind for you? Um, I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I kind of <laughs> just like watched them do it. I was like, okay, that's not like too bad. But also, I'm an extremely awkward person, so when it came to, like, if they were going to do it to me, I was like, okay, this is weird, but yeah. it was it was okay. Like, I, I got used to it eventually over yeah. time, so. When I think I partnered you with Brianna there for a little bit, so you could just be comfortable with somebody you already knew and not like, yep. ah, here's somebody who looks, you know, who's, he might be 30 years older than you. And uh, he's he's going to be putting his hands on your back now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of, that kind of worked. But um, this being your first experience with this, I'll tell you, not a lot of people get this type of intimacy training. And then they're asked to go out and do something very intimate with people. So. 
from your experience, like jumping in saying, I'm an awkward person. I, you know, maybe I'm not always 100% comfortable with people. And I'm going, well, unfortunately, you are a party goer. And you are going to be laying hands on a lot of people. And they are going to be very comfortable with you as well. How did you eventually become cool with that? Well, it was really nice being able to have somebody that I knew who was making it seem like it was kind of a normal thing, you know, like it was okay to do and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. um, I know at first I wasn't really comfortable with going and like trying to touch Brie when we would do that scene where she was in the center and we're all behind oh, her. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're all like, um, oh, God, Frank, we're all groupies. Yeah. Just like losing yeah. our minds, you know. Um, and then eventually it got to the point where I was comfortable with it. She was okay with me, like putting my hands on her. So I was, that's what I was doing. I was, mm-hmm. and at first I wouldn't, I was all awkward and weird about it. <laughs> but through time I got more comfortable with it. There is a thing about it where it's like, you know, that it is consensual. You know, that the other person is going, it's okay. And you know that if it's not okay, they'll be like, that didn't work. Let's stop. Let's figure something out. Right. Right. That was a huge surprise for me this year <laughs> because I have not had casts that are that eager to just jump right in. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, or either they are, and that tells me a lot more about why they're there. <laughs> yeah, like that makes a lot of sense then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this being your first thing, and oh my gosh, I have to talk about this because it's so funny. Serena, you were very <laughs> cute. Like your your family was very supportive. They're like, oh my gosh, she's finally getting out and doing something. This is great. We want to support you. And, you know, I've had people tell their parents, like, I don't think this is a thing you want to see me doing on stage. And it can be awkward. Like it, my mother, who is my biggest fan, uh, tells me every year, I don't think I'm going to come to that. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> not your cup of tea, mom. I, that, that's okay. <laughs> but your dad was so sweet. And who did he want to bring to support you? He wanted to bring my five-year-old sister. Yeah, he was so excited to hear that I was doing something like that. And so he really wanted to come, but he didn't have childcare. So it was either that or nothing. Leave the five-year-old at home, right? Jeez, that was so cute. But I'll tell you this. A friend of mine and I watched that when we were both 14. That was our first time watching it. And he had a six-year-old sister. And she came in right at the beginning in, you know, damn it, Janet. And we're like, okay, this isn't getting too bad yet. And she stuck with us for a while. And then eventually we were like, I think you need to go into the other room. Let the big kids, the 14 year olds handle this. And (laughs) later on, uh, my friend's mom, she was uh, pretty open-minded and knew that we were watching that. And she's like, well, what did you think? And before we could say anything, the little six-year-old sister comes out and she's singing, damn it, Janet. Oh, no. <laughs> We're like, ah, she liked it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but Serena, I got to ask. So having done this now, what are your takeaways? What did you take away from, from doing this? What What's your feeling on it? What I really liked was that it brought me closer with Brie because even though <laughs> we worked together, we weren't like super close or talkative. But when we started doing that together, we started talking more and engaging with each other more and joking around and stuff. And then I also became a little bit more comfortable with uh, my body because I had to expose myself like that in front of Mm -hmm. people. That was kind of nice. That was cool to gain a little bit of confidence (laughs) from that. 
which a lot of people said would happen. I didn't expect that to be the case, but it was. So, and that's something. And that's something. <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now you're just freely doing that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but I wouldn't mind as much, you know. <laughs> awesome. There you go. Well, hopefully, we see you again next year. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll see. <laughs> So I'm sitting here talking with Jeremiah Young, who joined us actually kind of late in the process, right? Like we were a couple weeks in and and you knew JJ. Uh, JJ's like, hey, I got somebody who we can throw into the party stuff. And oh my gosh, this. OK, we're going to be talking about your costume here in just a second. But oh boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the funny thing is, Jeremiah, you are a driver for UPS. I am. Yeah. And you came in that first night in a UPS costume. <laughs> yep, that is true. Not about wearing that one there. Short shorts and everything. I know. Here's your delivery. <laughs> Everybody said that. They were like, you're already in the perfect costume. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I thought about it too. It's going to keep the brown shorts worse than nylons with it. Why not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Some pumps and everything. And here's your package. Right? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, man. Ding dong. so jeremiah uh coming into this like you had talked to me about this you kind of are interested in pursuing a career in acting and everything but this is definitely well it definitely fits that bill but it's it's a stretch yeah this was a definitely let's let's put the shoes on and go all out or go home and that was my first show out out in person too ever so oh wow uh, you know like yeah, it was like I was really letting it all out this time around. That's why I picked a costume that was going to be, let's do it, you know. <laughs> oh, man, let's talk about that costume. We talked about it on the group uh, episode. So, first of all, white top hat, right? White top hat from a marriage scene. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, you had these huge sunglasses. Yeah. Elton John Golden style. Yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> a vest. And from what I could tell, it was like, a, I think, what what was on the vest? It was like striped or it had a certain pattern. I can't remember. So, so it had a filigree printed sewed pattern built into it. It came from a Dracula costume and it was velvet with a big <laughs> high top neck to it, which yes! totally flared. And I couldn't get any other idea except for uh, totally gay, totally trans, totally dressed, totally out there, you know, and gothy. You know, it, it, to me, it's just a totally glam. That's what it yeah, said. Glam. Right, a hundred percent, which is what I was looking forward to. And here's the way. Here's the here's the cool story. Here's the cool story to that vest. So, seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. When I first saw the movie, I was like, "What the heck is the taste?" Of it? And I couldn't watch it. Second <laughs> time I watched it around, I laughed. You know, I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." Third time around, I was like, "I was like, you know what? People need to really watch this and get a feel on how to be free with themselves." One hundred percent. The fourth yeah. time I watched it, I was like, well, they, they got this live somewhere. And then I found out they did it here in Sheridan, small town mm-hmm. community Sheridan. So I was yep. like, oh, we're going to the show. So then I went to the show. So this, the, the story to the vest is everybody was like, oh, you dress up for the thing. I was like, oh, I'm not going to dress. I'm not going to dress like that. You got me messed up. So I went and I found that vest. And that was like the skimpiest I could get to it. Well, then my daughter come into it. And then my daughter talked me into wearing makeup and going, and, you oh. know. I'll show with it. So that's where the vest came from. So I had to bring the vest back because it was a continuance oh, for me. For, absolutely. For my oh, it's an absolute callback. That's a wonderful story. 
But then we keep going with the costume. You got some nice little briefs on, white fishnets, (laughs) and uh, I think you wore Jay's leopard print heels from last year in his rock. Six-inch leopard print heels. First time ever in heels, too, boy, I tell you what. (laughs) But if anybody has any questions, I'll tell you what. I've always thought about continuing on with those because my calves looked great after the week. Oh, my God, they did. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, your your whole thing of go big or go home, uh, you yeah. you embodied that a thousand percent. Well, thank you. Yeah, I felt yeah, good yeah. too. Uh, you know, I felt sexy in an odd way. I, you know, to, yeah. the, to the viewers and listeners, you know, I, I went so out into making this a personal or really invite myself into feeling part of the show itself. A hundred percent. I even shaved my legs and I, I ah, you know, that's <laughs> right. I forgot about that video you made about that. Like this five minute diatribe about ladies, ladies, I feel you. I get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just I had to, you know, I was really experimenting and exploring the the virtues of all of this could be. And yeah, hands off and hats down to those that shave their legs, swimmers or ladies. That's you know, I don't know if I'll ever do it again, but if I do the show again, I'll probably get out there just so I shine. You know what I mean? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Right. But oh god, that was so amazing. And I think we talked about it in the group episode. You also played the groom in the opening scene. Yeah, yeah, and it was somewhere in the middle of the rehearsal process where you and me and Christina, who played the bride, we all went, "Oh my God, they're going on their honeymoon to Frank's castle." Yep, yep. <laughs> and I think didn't you keep like you kept the bow tie? I think. As yeah, well, we had the right? bow. I brought a bow tie too because I thought you know Chippendales might fit the whole scene too. Oh too. man, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> with that, it just it fit to the wedding and you know to a spoof off to it too. The top hat that I happened to find happened to have one of the groom flares off the back of it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it just it matched the whole. It was oh, just it was great. Man, that was so funny. That was so funny. Well, Jeremiah, looking back on it, uh, obviously it sounds like you're interested in coming back again. But when we come, uh, when we come to it. Rocky Horror Picture Show 23. What comes to mind immediately when you think of that? Family. That's the oh. first thing. Yeah. Yeah. Family. Okay. I built such a, you know, I built such a good family base out of it that I even got depressed afterwards because everybody was gone. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I am part of the horror show and where's the horror? It's gone. <laughs> I just, I was like, you know, I got so comfortable running around in my high heels that I was ready to be a part of that for life. And, uh, oh. you know, I missed I missed the warp tour. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I want to make a t-shirt out of that. I, I'm part of the horror show and now the horror is gone. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it was so, it was horribly horrific. And, you know, first thing comes to mind is the time warp and I time warped 100%. It oh, was great. Man, you did. Yeah, absolutely. And getting that crowd to do it with us. Oh man. What a night, huh? What a night. <laughs> I can't wait okay. to do it again. Um, hope to get a good part in it this year, and you know, show them who's what. We'll see awesome, you. man. Well, we'll see you this fall. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a blast. <laughs> in 
In the last episode, I had something of a disclaimer that if you, the listener, have never been involved with a theatrical event before, that you may find yourself inspired to seek out the opportunity to be in one after listening to this group. I feel the same disclaimer should apply to this episode. But while we're here, I'll remind you to connect with the show on social media. Both Trident Theater and Euripides Humanities have profiles on Instagram. You can also visit tridenttheater.com to see what else we've been doing. And while you're there, drop me a line with the contact us form. All right. All that aside, let's get back to the rest of the interviews and wrap up Rocky Horror Picture Show 23. Oh, man. Hey, I'm talking to Tally Dino, who this year had a couple different roles in the production uh one you were a a party goer at frank's party and got to get in your cool goth girl (laughs) aesthetic which was awesome (laughs) oh man yes that great black corset and the long uh black skirt and everything and didn't you have like gauntlets or something some kind of like lacy meshy gauntlets yeah i had the the gloves i can't remember the brand name they were these really popular really famous actual goth gloves that's huge in the goth community the the theater happened to own a pair upstairs and i gotta try on actual goth gloves for the first time ever (laughs) so uh, you know uh, people out there in the audience who are actual goths would be like yep that's that's legit those aren't knockoffs (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they were real. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's kind of cool for you, though, because this mm-hmm. this is your second year doing this. But really, this has been your first time doing anything on stage. Is that right? Well, so not quite. When I was in oh. high school, I was in a couple of plays. I was in the the horror one that ended up staying in Sheridan, but it was a Halloween one they did. Um, oh, okay. Probably my sophomore year of high school. And then I was also in Check, Please, that went to state. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, gosh. That's that's been such a great play that has been done over and over. I want to say, I'm just going to go ahead and say it here. When I was doing high school theater, uh, I found that play and I went, oh, my gosh, this is great. And we took it to state and got second in proscenium. And then after that, every other freaking school was doing it. (laughs) That's awesome. I don't know. I might be the trendsetter. I might be the authentic goth gloves. I don't know. Um, But anyway. (laughs) But nonetheless, I mean, this has been more of an exploratory thing for you because it sounds like, you know, we had a little thing here, a little thing there. Not anything like, hey, we're going to be training in stage intimacy and we're going to be kind of exposing ourselves really to uh, everything out there. So what's that experience been like for you? Oh, boy, it was it was definitely at first really weird for me because, you know, beforehand in high school, they teach you, oh, do your vocal exercises and, you know, some (laughs) of the very basic stuff. But one, we didn't have any vocals for this, so there was right. no vocal exercises to do. And two, it was a completely different training process. Mm-hmm. Um, having I've always been very touchy-feely as a person. I give hugs. I'm always the person with the hand on somebody's back. It's just how I am, how I've always been. But getting intimately close with a bunch of strangers was really weird for me at first. And it was kind of taboo. I was raised in a very Christian family. And so all of this stuff was just brand new to me. Yeah. At first, yeah, it was really weird. But then as I started growing and getting used to it and getting used to the people, it it really felt more comfortable because it felt like I had a professional way of 
interacting with these people so i wasn't just weirding everybody out all the time so that was- <laughs> oh you thought it was gonna be you weirding everybody else out yeah that's kind of cool because i i have been fortunate in that the three years that i have directed it on my own i haven't had anybody come off as like you know somebody has to come talk to me and they're like so and so is getting a little over or, you know it's never been that everybody's been really respectful with it and really respectful with the process but I got to bring this up, though, too. This year, you got a named role. You also were our Dr. Scott. Yeah, that was really nerve wracking for me, because even (laughs) in the plays beforehand in high school, I didn't have like a main role. The closest thing I got was the sister of the main character. So it, it was weird to have like this actual character who I got to embody and not like just make up random stuff you know to figure out who i was in the role like i did obviously put my own spin on the character but actually getting to be somebody who has a big part of the play you know resting on them right right like you you turn the course of the action in in a little bit of a way Mm -hmm. but i gotta say this though on on the episode with the group there were several people who got a very large response from the crowd but didn't feel like they heard it for some reason. Maybe it was, you know, they get on stage, uh, they get nervous, blood rushes from their ears. I don't know. But Tally, as Dr. Scott, you get one of the biggest crowd-pleasing moments of the show. You want to go ahead and describe that for us? Oh, man. So uh, leading up to it, I was super nervous because I felt kind of silly. I was in this blazer top looking all fancy up on top, but I had these... (laughs) fishnet skirts and high heels on underneath underneath the the blanket that's covering your legs right yeah yeah and it was it was really weird because i was like oh my gosh i look ridiculous standing up and looking in a mirror you know (laughs) so what is what are these people gonna think and when i stuck my leg out and did the the whole thing oh the the arch back put the foot in the hair and yeah yeah. i felt I felt like it was just so much fun. And and then the whole crowd cheered and I got off stage and I was shaking from excitement and crying literal tears of joy at, when I got off stage. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, my cool. gosh, everybody loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so funny. Like, I mean, it's such a slam dunk of a show because it's like we have. We have an audience. We have the dedicated audience. And they're here to see those specific moments. But it's so funny. Like, when those moments happen, it's like the first damn time. And they're just, they just, their brains shoot out their ears and their heads. Like, it's like Looney Tunes. The top of their head boils off and steam pours Mm -hmm. out. It's so funny. And that is one of those moments. But it's still, like, you could mess that up really easily. And I'll say, you did not. You did not. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Tally, to wrap this up, when I say Rocky Horror Picture Show 2023, what's like your big thing that comes to mind when you think about that show? Individuality in a community. Ooh. Okay. So, for the first time ever, I felt like I actually got to be me. I got to dress in the clothes I wanted to dress in and experiment with the style I've always wanted to experiment with. I got to be somebody who had an actual part of something going on 
And then within all of that, being myself, I also got to have this wonderful community around me of people who care so deeply and love so wonderfully and support in ways that I didn't, I've never really experienced support in the way I experienced in the show. And so it was, it was nice to be uniquely me while also having a group of people to be around me. It was, it was really incredible. That's awesome. And you know, the other side of that coin is like, they're so (laughs) self-affirming. <laughs> and so so validating because you're like, uh, can anybody help me? Do I look hot in this? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, you look hot in that. Absolutely. Yeah. So the number <laughs> the number of people downstairs that were like, yeah, girl, the whole night. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> David, 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 David. David's back. How's yes. it going? Hey, man. Hey. Uh, it, was, it seems like we were just here. You were just on the King Kong episode. So it's awesome. I to, know, right? <laughs> yeah. But, man, um, what a chat I've had with our friends from the 23 cast. Uh, they were, ooh, I mean, the, the theme was confidence this year Mm -hmm. and you know it's so funny to hear people say things like oh i still don't have any confidence (laughs) after this year if you do that show you have confidence (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) but david you played eddie this year and Mm -hmm. that was not the first time you played eddie no i think that was my technically third time yeah, I think. And that that brings up a point. I mean, I'm not no there's no sour grapes here or anything, but you have actually done this show in Sheridan longer than I have. Yeah, just just about. Yeah, I think I got you by like one or two shows, but I think it is. I think it is. And, and so, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, as an annual thing though, David, since you've mm-hmm. been in it so many times, you've played just about every male part, mm-hmm. but you've seen it go through about three different entities actually have i yeah just about uh, yeah. i mean it's it, it started as like this big um uh the first time that they d- they did it was in the atrium at the college which was amazing mm-hmm. and that then they fun. started moving yeah then they started moving it into like the student union uh big entertainment room which didn't seat as many people but you could close the doors and, <laughs> and it wasn't in full view of the public outside <laughs> yeah yeah and there was even one year we did it at the uh, cafeteria at the college oh yeah and i wasn't actually in that show i just like worked alongside of that one but david you've seen it through so many things it's it it went from the spunky little idea from somebody uh, many years ago the next year they said hey that was fun last year let's do it again Mm -hmm. and then they just kept doing it and here we are now playing at the roadhouse in sheridan on Main Street, name in the marquee, big big things in the video board marquee. We get to see the lips, we get to see the the title, and that's where mm-hmm. we are now. And and it's just it's it's getting to be a thing now. We're I mean, it, not that it ever hasn't been, but right. I don't know. Uh, but your take on it? What do you think? It's it's gone on 10, 11 years now. How's it grown and changed? 
it went from i think i said this when our first meeting i've seen the show go from you know just a few people in the audience to what it is now where i'm mm-hmm. i'm fairly certain Aaron, we could do the show multiple nights and we could have just about a sold out crew oh, or sold yeah. out crowd i think so i think we'd have repeat offenders like coming every single oh, yeah. night oh yeah trying out a different costume every night <laughs> yeah um god that would be a blast would it <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, you know, that, that first few years, it, we really thought we had something. And then, you know, we'll change and stuff. Then we like did like one or two in that cafeteria. And mm-hmm. it, we still drew a pretty good crowd from that. I think that was after that, I was like, okay, let me just take a break from it from one or two years. Mm. And then you started doing it. And that's when we moved it to the... Uh, the auditorium there and it was oh yeah the concert hall yeah mm-hmm. and that's when I was like oh man this might we might need to take a break from it because I because there was like 30 40 people that showed up I think oh man those two yeah those couple of years yeah. uh, I, 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 the word just didn't get out I think yeah they had a they had a really fun product because oh, yeah. the first Great the cast. first year the first year good lord we did almost the entire thing I mean, I was in the yeah. cast that year. I was a criminologist, and we did almost the entire thing. And I was mm-hmm. exhausted. And we did do two shows that day. Oh, my God. We did an early show and a midnight mm-hmm. show. But then the next year, they had a Halloween conflict or something like that, and they moved it to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, sure did. <laughs> and uh, that, that was year when i was like we might need to take a break from this because <laughs> nobody got the word out again and yeah, it wasn't and really it wasn't really my job to get the word out i was just there to you know mm-hmm. try to foster them and, and help them understand the part of the business but hey you know if you don't tell anybody nobody's going to show up they're not going to become just because you think you're great yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, and like i'm not saying a break i don't mean like just like permanently just kill it I oh yeah just like sometimes products just need a break and then once they come back, they come back even better. Well, that's an interesting thing. That's a theme that has recurred on this podcast since the early episodes that a renaissance always mm-hmm. follows the plague. So I think that Christmas <laughs> year, that Christmas year was 2019. Mm-hmm. And then 2020, the college didn't want to do it anymore. They had other plans. And so as Trident Theater, I said, well, do you mind if I pursue this with the YO? And so the YO and I got together and we're like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then COVID exploded all over the place. People were social distancing like crazy. In that house, you might have been able to get 50 people with how they had to social distance. They live streamed it, right? Didn't they? Or did they try to do that No, they just showed the movie. And I recorded like a a five-minute intro just saying I couldn't be there because I unfortunately got exposed to somebody with COVID. And at that time, quarantine was like 14 days. So... I couldn't be there at all. But then the next year is when we got it back on the stage. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I don't know. Do you remember that year? That was uh, Tosino was our Frank. We had had Cameron in there. We had uh, uh, Morgan and Bailey. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, I don't know. A lot of, I think a lot of uh, needs were met. Mm -hmm. It, it sounded almost that year. I know you had that different theme, but it sounded almost that year was like a redemption year for a lot of people. Yeah. Because that was also like some people took a break from theater for 
years. Yes. And they didn't know how to get back into it. And some of us, it's only been for a few months because of COVID. Yeah. So once we had the opportunity, we ran with it and we yeah. nailed it that, that night. And I think at that time, numbers were down. So, you know, everybody was kind of okay getting together and everything. A lot of people were vaccinated. So we were doing okay. And it was a huge crowd. And they were, I mean, it was just, it seemed like a celebration. We were just so grateful to be able to go out and enjoy ourselves again. Not just like we've been talking about with this episode and uh, the group episode we recorded last time, but more so that... They were just thankful that they could be together. And, you know, this Mm -hmm. has always been a thing where people have been like, I can kind of be my most honest self and whatever. But that was almost like I can be my honest self and I'm not going to die. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Because wasn't that the same year that our Rocky wore lingerie or. Yep. Yeah, that was that was really cool to see that development of just like, oh, man. That was cool to see her just blossom into what what she did. Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it caught us all off guard. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Had to have that little sit down conversation. Are you okay with this? And she's looking at me like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to last year. It grew even more. Mm-hmm. And now here we are in the third year of Trident actually doing it on the stage at the YO. And it's like a staple of the YO calendar for the year. It's something they just add to their season every year now. And we're the ones who put it together. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think? What, how, how has this happened? <laughs> I, there, there's definitely, because I, I remember in theater, like in uh, the theater club when we did it, it was just like, even after the first year, it was like, hey, are you going to do it again? And now people like will come to me even like in the summer, like, hey, uh, any news if we're going to do it? So if you see me text you randomly, hey, when are we going to do this? That's why someone (laughs) asked me on the street. (laughs) And I think it's just I think it's just people's acceptance of like, you know, this is actually a fun thing to do. Yeah. And especially after the few years that we had. Yeah. <laughs> like as as a world population almost like we need something fun yeah and this is the one night where we can just let loose try something different and have fun and i think that's mm-hmm. why just people are allowed to do that yeah yeah now we talked with valerie who played columbia opposite your eddie this year mm-hmm. and valerie was saying for her this year specifically this was a year about She's a little older, she said. She's a little older than all of us, but she said, I still, there was an energy I kind of wanted to explore. Do you feel you got to explore a different energy this year? Or is it that, hey, this is just uh, like putting on an old coat? I I definitely think it was a different energy that I could explore with Eddie, for sure. Okay. In in what way? Well, the first year that I did it, I couldn't really do it. They cut me some, who knows why. Um, Then the second year... I feel like there was definitely potential and I, I feel like I knocked that potential out of the park, but this year was just on that stage. <laughs> it does something to you on that stage. It's just like, Holy cow. I feel like finally I nailed Eddie out of the park. Ah, yeah. And you wanted me to like nail this like rock star vibe. And it's like some, I always dreamed of <laughs> as a kid. And I think, I think we nailed it. You were, 
<laughs> David, for many years now, you've had this glorious red beard that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just getting bigger and more iconic. But you you changed that up for me this year. <laughs> I sure did. I did. Um, At first, I wanted to be like meatloaf and just like clean shaved and just have a little mm-hmm. bit of sideburns. And you're like, what if you just did mutton chops with the goatee? I was like, <laughs> yeah, that could work. <laughs> Let's do that. Oh. And it looked great. It had such a dirty biker rock lord uh, look like, oh, man, you came out. Everybody's like, yep. Okay, that guy, if if he is not on stage screaming into a microphone or blasting a sax, he is off stage with his sweaty biker mama doing some PCP off the of back of a Harley. <laughs> For sure. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, that was a really interesting stage direction of, like, keep your mutton chops and, keep, and grow a goatee. See what have that, how that works. <laughs> well, I would say it worked pretty damn well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and this is okay. And I want to get your experience of this too, and then I'll let you go. The crowd this year, on one hand, some of the cast members were like, "I didn't feel the crowd. I didn't hear them," (laughs) and some some of you were like, "I could not avoid hearing them." Yeah. (laughs) Now you had a part where you actually ran out in the house, uh, Mm -hmm. like you were riding your motorcycle through the house. So what was that like? That was fun. When I first came out, I I almost had to pump them up. I had to be like, "Come on, let's go!" and like raise my arms and had to get them to get pumped up. But once they were pumped up, I could I couldn't even hear the movie. I, I ran out and I like reached my hand out to like high five people, and everyone was into it, and everyone was dancing in their seats. It was great. It's just fun to have that kind of interactive thing where where they're mm-hmm. they're okayed letting their hair down and. I mean, I think the funniest thing about that crowd was they all wanted to do the callbacks to us so badly. Mm-hmm. Like there were so many phones in faces and glare yep. from a light and you could see them all screaming the stuff that they couldn't keep up and enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To the point where I saw like three girls, they were dressed just great costumes and they had this huge wad of toilet paper, like the size of a couple <laughs> deflated basketballs in their hands because they missed the cue to throw the toilet <laughs> paper. <laughs> they were just, they were so excited. They're like, oh God, get the toilet paper. It's coming up. And then they missed it. <laughs> like, well, what do we, uh, and I'm sitting over there like, throw the goddamn toilet paper. And eh, that's okay. They had fun. Everybody had a good time. <laughs> Yeah, that that crowd was strangely, it was like one of the most rowdy, but also like one of the most polite because we had like zero cleanup to do. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sitting here talking with Asia Stockwell, who was our Janet this year. Hi, Asia. Hi, Aaron. So cool to see you again and so fun. Hey, I haven't seen you since you did that really cool sound bath for everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually um I've I've actually scheduled two more events. Um oh. no, three, three more events uh coming up like March and April right now. Oh. Yeah. That was so cool. That was so cool. Um for for my listeners, Asia does a lot of I guess the best way to say it is body work. 
know, you're a yoga instructor, you do Reiki, but you also have have this really cool like sound therapy uh, setup with uh, with your uh, glass bowls and everything. And that was so cool. I'd never done anything like that before. And I've tried to describe it to people. Andrew and I were talking about it the other night and I'm like, it was like, you know, when you like have some pressure on your eyes and becomes that checkerboard pattern that seems like it's strobing. Mine was doing that in different shades of purple. Yeah. <laughs> that was, you know, sitting there for an hour. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is, this is the dimension I'm going to today. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And that's like, that's something I love so much about like all of that kind of work is that it's, you know, each person's experience is always so different. And then even like every experience that like an individual might have with that modality can be different every single time. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's pretty magical. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of Rocky horror, getting back into Rocky horror, I got this text from our mutual friend, Amanda, that says, I know this person who wants to be in Rocky horror. Uh, uh, how, how do, how do we get involved? And, and so, you know, you and I started chatting and everything, and I'm just kind of interested. Like you said, you had done some kind of theater in high school and it's been a long time. You and I are in the forties uh, decade and yeah. it's so, so what made you want to get back into it so long uh, displaced from it? Well, over the summer, I had kind of went into this like deep dive journey of like uh, myself and like kind of like some some heart healing, if you will. And mm -hmm. I I was just feeling really and so like really called to be creative and to like creatively express, um, because it's, um, a pretty like fun way, I think to like get into our body, get out of our head and our everyday life sort of thing. Um, also like creativity is, you know, a feminine sort of energy, not that like masculine can't be creative, mm. but like, in, yeah, yeah, like yeah. my world, in my world, like creativity is very, is a very feminine energy. And like, I have, a lot of like masculine dominant energy, like just that's how I am as a person. It's kind of like my upbringing sort of thing. And so I was like, yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah. And so I was like, how can I like create some more like softness and fluidity and like vulnerability and, and through expression. And so, yeah, I was like, I want to do something creative. And I had thought about taking singing lessons from Amanda, um, which I still <laughs> would love to do at some point. Um, or doing like dance, uh, cause I really like to move my body, but I also was just like, I'm not quite sure if I'm ready for something like that's that new to me, just be based off of where I was. And so I was like, well, theater I'm familiar with, because like we talked about it, I did it in high school and I really loved it. It was something that I just had so much fun doing, you know, and playing and then like the community that, you know, we built in that as well. And so I was like, I'm just going to check in and see what might be happening. And I remembered Rocky horror because I went to the first time ever the showing last year. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah. I loved it. I just like, was like, these are my people. I love the weirdos. <laughs> I am the weirdos, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, I reached out um, to Amanda because we had talked about it at one point and I was just like, I want to like, you know, see about auditions. And I figured, you know, it would be a nice, gentle way to dip my toes back into the water. And because it was something that I had been like, right, gentle, <laughs> something I'd been familiar with. Also, I knew that like it was a one night show. So it wasn't like it was going to be 
a lot of commitment with my like busy schedule and all the rest. And so, yeah, yeah that's, that's how I came to it. Well, this is very funny. Like this will be a gentle way. And then on auditions, <laughs> I'm like, everybody get up and do a lap dance on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, that to me was like my way of like getting to know you and, and, and how you feel about expressing your confidence within your body and yours was a very slinky serpentine energy from what I remember in that. And that was very, very cool. And and made me like, look at the other characters and you were paired with uh, JJ, who was our Brad. And he was bringing that very static, like uh, stiff energy to everything. And, and so yeah. it was just fun to kind of play off that because, you know, you and I discovered through the whole thing, like Janet, Janet comes to her awakening a lot quicker than Brad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then let's loose by the end which is uh, that was a very very fun process i gotta say it was very uh it was very welcoming to have somebody else who was just like i'm comfortable talking about putting my hands on other people yeah yeah <laughs> as a massage therapist you do this all the time so but you know uh it, it's sometimes weird for me to be somebody who like I've taken trainings. I, I, you know, there, there is some certification you can get, but I don't have it yet, but it's nice to have somebody there. Who's like, Oh yeah, I'm familiar with this awkwardness and how to help Absolutely. people through that. So, so great that you were there. <laughs> but the interesting thing that I thought of when I thought of your performance this year was there was one rehearsal where you're like, I need to ask you a question. Okay. What kind of energy are we trying to project here? And I, 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 you know, I, I was like, oh, I don't know the clinical terms for this in your world. <laughs> like the glossary just it hasn't downloaded yet. But I think the first thing I said was, you know, think Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that, that. Yeah. And then that developed into, I don't know how you put it, but I think it was something like, oh, so you mean releasing my goddess? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me how you came to that. That is such an interesting way to put that. And so plainly, too, that I'm like, oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, um, again, it was like personal journey um, mm-hmm. as far as like things that I had been personally working on and through and like just like honoring like this like sacred divine goddess feminine, you know, like and I believe that like, you know, we all come from the same energy, whatever we want to call that, if you want to call it God, if you want to call it spirit or source. Um, Mm -hmm. And I believe that it's like, you know, it doesn't have like, it either doesn't have like a gender, it's gender non-conforming or encompasses all, right? It's masculine, it's feminine. And it's, it's like non, non non-gendered. And so I guess like, when the goddess came out, it was just like, that mirroring of the character of Janet of being this like, oh, I have to be this great, you know, prim and proper society's conditioning, religious mm. conditioning, familial conditioning, upbringing. Oh, I'm terrified of the word sex. Ooh. Yeah. And it was like this, <laughs> the stories of what we had been taught and told of like, you know, our lives and our lineage and all the rest in the world that we live in. And then being like, well, I get to decide, you know, like I get to decide what I want and, you know, what feels good to me. And not only in like pleasure and 
in like the pleasure sense of the word, but like in pleasure in, in living, in being a being on this planet, in this body and like expressing that in a way that's like, you know, that is unique to the self and to the individual, which we all have. Yeah. I'll say it. Uh, I I think you found it. <laughs> it took some, it took a little coercing. Yeah. <laughs> <to get around. laughs> a little bit, but tell me this, tell me this through the process. Cause you played, you played this Janet so very, very well that at the beginning, you know, uh, you did a great job of coming up with the costume that, I'm just going to say it, my my friends and listeners, uh, Asia has some of the best tattoos I've ever seen. They are just gorgeous. Lots of color, lots of different shapes and 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 and, and different energies coming off of all of them. Speaking of that, do you have a favorite? A favorite tattoo? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's the portrait of my great-grandparents that I have on my, my left thigh. I was wondering about that. I saw that in a picture the other day. I'm like, whose face is that? Oh, okay. That that's yeah. fantastic. That's fantastic. But anyway, so we kept all that hidden. And then when you come out for the floor show at the end, everything is on display. I mean, not everything. Oh, yes. You you know, you, you were clothed <laughs> in, in in the appropriate erogenous areas, but I mean, it was all there, and everybody saw it. And let me ask you this. We've had several people in this cast who said when they had their big reveal moment, they couldn't hear the crowd screaming for them. Did you feel the crowd energy that night? Oh, yeah, I definitely did. And <laughs> I I remember, like, because, like, I just, I was so nervous, too, still. I mean, like, by that point in the show, like, I was, like, feeling better. Um, like, the first like, I just will say this, the first like scene that we started with, like, I was so stinking nervous, like I was shaking and like, it was, and that's when Vienna is fully closed, you know, but it was just like that <laughs> initial, like getting onto the stage. But so like, I didn't really like look at the audience all that much. Cause I was like, if I, if there's any op- chance that I get like stuck in my head with this, I'm going to fuck this all up. <laughs> So yeah, I remember looking out like very briefly at the the crowd and there was this man who was just like leaning full force forward out of his seat and just screaming like, what? and I was just like, holy shit, like this is pretty magical right now. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, it was, um, I still, I mean, uh, JJ, so Brad, he got the best. I mean, the best oh, response. Oh my word. Like, out of all of us, his was the best. And I'm like, I think that's so amazing. It was so fun. But yeah, I, yeah. I definitely had a hard time hearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, one question I want to ask you then is from an actor standpoint, I, I watched your transition. You know, I mean, this is this is a piece where, yes, we can be very campy and we can be very very much a caricature of the character you're playing. I did not see that from you. I saw like a legitimate transition. Uh, from the beginning to the end where in the course of that show did the goddess come out Hmm. it was when janet like started to realize like that oh my god this this is fun like this like like seeing like you know uh frank you know it was like well before we ever got to the floor show but it was like seeing frank you know first being like revealed in all of you know his magnificence and glory or theirs i mean i think frank would probably identify as maybe a they them absolutely and so it was yeah it was just like that 
free expression and like the, is this a man or is this a woman? And they kind of seem to be both. And like, that's really cool and interesting. So she definitely started to come out like then when it was like, she saw Frank be who they were in totality of like masculine and feminine and like the goddess and the God. Ooh, that's a good point. (laughs) So Asia, I'll ask you one last question before we go. When you think of Rocky Horror Picture Show 23, what's like the one big concept or maybe a significant memory that every time you think of it, it comes to mind? The safety and the vulnerability and being able to like be vulnerable and feel safe within that whole group of people. Like, and I didn't know any of them when I showed up. Like I had seen a few people, but I didn't know anyone. And right away when we first started to get to know each other, how everyone came to the the group with like this expression of like where they were in that fucking moment and the present moment, what they were like coming to with themselves and coming to like the, the, the show with as well and feeling like they were able to show up and express themselves as they were in that very moment. And like the safety that I just felt in the group, like again, right out of the gate was just very, very welcoming. And like, I'm so grateful to like have been a part of it. Absolutely. Amazing. Yep. That's it. That's my sound bite right there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think you can see why we do this show, right? And why we are compelled to do it year after year. There's not much more I can add here that hasn't already been said, but I'll give it a go. I think one of my favorite sayings about theater, and I can't remember where it came from or if it's just a lot of theater aphorisms I mixed into one. Anyway, it would have to be this. Theater is the ultimate ensemble art. I want to thank all of my friends for their contributions to this episode, but alas, it must come to an end. This has been another episode of Euripides Humanities. A new episode will be in your ears in two weeks, and I will see you at intermission. Mm-hmm.